0: hey everybody this is zoe midler digital literacy specialist for the boulder valley school district and this is episode four of not a rocking chair librarian Hey, so today we have a real treat. We're having uh, two teacher librarians return their mobile maker kits today. Retta Kelly from Sanchez Elementary and Liz Barchek from Angevine Middle School. Both of these teacher librarians have had their mobile maker kits for 30 days and have been doing a lot of great stuff with it. So today we're gonna hear the reflections. Maybe if I'm lucky I can get them to do this simultaneously, but if not, they'll be in different segments. So stay tuned. Hey, everybody, we're here with Liz Barcheck from Angevine Middle School. I told you guys earlier in my intro that she was going to be returning a mobile maker kit. So I'm just going to ask uh, Liz some questions and let her be stream of consciousness about what her experience is like with the mobile maker kit. So let's start with first something you mentioned to me, which was um, this was a great opportunity for you to see what you might want to acquire for the the burgeoning <laughs> Makerspace that you guys are going to be putting in in Angevine. You and I, I was out there, we, I saw it, I know what you're thinking about putting in there space-wise. So how did this help you maybe um, form some opinions and, and decisions about what you want to put in there?
1: Yeah, so our library has undergone so much transition over the last three years that um, the Makerspace tools haven't really been a part of the conversation for me yet until this year. So. I'm kind of behind, I feel like, in the game on the makerspace. Um, so for me, this first round of uh, getting tools was really just to see what they all do, how students interact with them, um, how accessible they are to different levels of learners within the sixth through eighth grade um, age group, and also within a group of kids that may have very little experience with technology, all the way up to kids who are coding way beyond the basics and robotics club and all, all those sorts of more advanced um, students that we have. So, my approach this time was really just that I wanted to see what it looks like. Um, and I recently applied for an impact grant um, in collaboration with our art teacher and our engineering teacher. Oh, it was
0: it was a combi- it was a combined thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Great.
1: Um, because the collaboration grants you get more money. Sure. So I had those two bought into making it like pseudo-craft area or like some ideas of the art realm of our school. Like do it yourself, do it together kind of idea, okay. Yep and then the other piece of it would be more how to get all of our students access to some of the basic engineering design thinking practices and um, building and sh- structural creating design those sorts of things, so that more of our students could be exposed to those two elective programs within our building and start conversations about how they can then extend their learning in those classes and beyond right. Um, so that was kind of the background for that grant. We got the grant, which is super Yay. exciting <laughs> yeah, and i 've basically given up my office to create the makerspace yeah so you I are an office te- I am teacher office free. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that means you 're roving and you 're out there it 's huh? super fun, so I have a Chromebook and like a folding folder that I put all of my business items in and a filing cabinet in a back room that I store like secure items in uh-huh. and then uh, yeah i 'm just out in the library all day long, so that office space is contained, which I kind of liked, again, because I'm new to the homemaker maker idea. If it becomes a mess or, or I need to just shut the door for whatever event, right. I can and it's not all over the library. So um, the we, we're just getting to a place where we have enough furniture and the setup of the space is getting there. We're now getting to see the tools that are in action and even just thinking about how I'm going to store these tools, how I'm going to keep track of, how mm. to charge them. That was a huge learning for me when I had this whole container was how do I keep them charged so that when kids come in they're not bummed out in the first five minutes right. that it's going to run out of batteries. So putting a workflow together around that, yeah. Totally. And having a lot of structures in place for how students um, use the space, leave it the way they found it, all that sort of stuff. Thinking about how I'm going to communicate um, all of this with students has been so this a big was part kind of it. kinda of like
0: a test run. Oh for yeah. All <laughs> of that stuff. Yeah. So we only have a couple more minutes left on this segment. So yeah. tell me which tools you think resonated most that you would go for with your impact grant.
1: Yeah. So the number one tool that my students loved and that I loved watching was Cubelets. Okay. Um and it felt like For many ages of students and um, accessibility levels it was a tool that students could pick up right away and do something with and get kind of instant results. And then extending beyond that can definitely code and add new pieces to it. I had some students that took both of the Cubelet boxes and made like these huge robots and those sorts of things. and I just, like the sounds of the students when they got the Cubelets in their hands and got something made and moving in a matter of seconds was really gratifying to me. They were um, successful right away, and they felt gratification, and they figured it out. Yeah, yeah and the tool's very durable, like, you know, you don't you can't be too rough with it, but it's definitely a tool that you can, like, whatever. You it's can be robust. a middle school student, mm-hmm. and it's not going to break in a day or a week or a month.
0: Okay, we're going to pick up where we left off because this is a new segment and, of course, I'm learning this app, so mm-hmm. bear with me. Yeah, no <laughs> problem. Okay, so to see it in action.
1: <laughs> so, Cubelets were cool? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, Cubelets were really cool. And then the other tool out of the whole kit that I would say I'd want in our library is the Ozobots. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, it took a little bit longer than the Cubelets for students to really get what they could do. Um, When you turn them on, they're kind of programmed to be able to run around a track, and that's just instantly kind of fun to see, but then beyond that, you're like, huh, okay, what's next? Um, But once students got onto the Blockly website, and they were able to start coding actions uh, color-coded with Mm -hmm. the Ozobots, you even hold the Ozobot up to the screen, and it like flashes the code to the robot, which the kids and I thought was just really impressive and pretty cool. Um, and then they were making their own mazes. They made their like names in different colors that would do different mm-hmm. things Just on like paper. A component to the whole thing. So the yeah, they grabbed like markers and and paper, and inevitably like the one piece of paper turned into five pieces of paper that was connected. <laughs> and um, so that was really fun to see. Like it took maybe a little bit more work for them to like initially access, but then once they were there, they could really do a lot of creative stuff.
0: So now you told me earlier when we were talking that the way that you got it started was centers, and you limited what you brought out every time because it was kind of overwhelming even for you to like think about taking everything yes. out at one time. So talk to me about so you, here, what the instructions did you give the students and you talked about using Chromebooks? Right.
1: So I, with the context of that our library's been through a lot of changes in the last couple of years, that we're starting this maker space, and that this was sort of a test run for me as well as the students, I basically just introduced it as, hey, this, we're like clients, we're looking at what we want to buy, oh, and great. what's going to be like the most practical for all our grade levels, all of our students, um, and for many content areas or many learning outcomes. So, um, not just something that is cool because it rolls around on the floor and you chase it around the school, right. um, but something that has multiple steps of um, proficiency, sort right. of thing. Um so that so was you kind of a lot of
0: agency in this process. You know, you guys are the focus group. You're the ones who are going to kind of inform me. That was great that you gave that much yeah, um leadership and empowerment to the students. Yeah, thought, yeah. It was
1: really fun and they they, you know, they're really good at being critical <laughs> critical of things also. Um, and so I could tell in the body language of students or the conversations that were happening if a tool was something that they were engaging with and interested in or if it was something that was maybe too hard or confusing or they didn't quite get there. Did they pull Chromebooks and look for tutorials on YouTube or anything? They did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it was fun too because we had kids, you know, I might have had a language arts class which within that class would have had students of many ability levels and so they would pair up even within each other and really use each other as a resource and then inevitably someone in the group would know oh let's use the computer or let's do that this is I know this next step and let's go there and the rest of them would kind of jump in So collaboration
0: and some mm -hmm. community and yeah (laughs) definitely a lot of talking and
1: problem-solving we kind of talked about how it was really a thing for them to problem-solve together if they got stuck or were frustrated what were they going to do next Mm -hmm. and how everybody was kind of taking charge of their own learning in this group and that I was a resource, but I for sure was not the master of knowledge. Did you notice, one of the things we've heard from other people is that, you know, kids who have been maybe kids in the background, yeah. kids who don't always come forward, yes. they were really
0: coming forward in this Yes.
1: Process. I have one specific story that just happened this week about a student who behaviorally is really hard. Mm-hmm. And he's very low reading wise, he's like at a second grade reading level. Um, and the teacher I know has had a lot of difficulty with this student, and... What is here. Okay. You want me to just have her wait for a little bit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and he got the little bits Korg music board and he had both of his hands they'd made, you know, the initial construction to make some sounds and do some things and he had both of his hands on the board and he was sounding like a DJ, like a like a oh, like wow. a music DJ. He was like <laughs> adjusting the volume at the same time he was playing different sounds and more than any other kid that I'd seen that tool with, he was making it come alive in this whole new way, and I could see in him skills and ways to maybe reach him a little differently. I tried to get him on video, but he was so shy, he refused. Um, But the second that I didn't video anyone, he was doing it, and it was really, really cool to see. So he was literally, no pun intended, he found his groove with the
0: synth kit, the little synth
1: kit. (laughs) Yeah, and that's the kind of thing, I think it starts a conversation about knowing a kid, that then you can use in other it's conversations. It's an entree, right? It's an entree. Totally, yeah. yeah. Um, Jane Shishalat um,
0: um, Broomfield had said that too, that you know, it's like a genre, and you just find a genre that clicks with them. This totally. genre just doesn't happen to be books, it happens to be these tools. Okay, totally. we're gonna run out of time, and I'm gonna stop this segment, and we'll start another one. Worth... Okay, we cut you off, but you said that the, the the teachers were coming to you now
2: to check out things where they weren't doing it before. Right, so I, I sent out an email saying, we have this mobile maker kit until this date, um, so let me know. You can check things out individually. I put I, I kind of organized everything onto a cart mm-hmm. so that they could easily just roll the cart to their classroom. So your mobile maker kit became a mobile maker kit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Truly a mobile maker <laughs> yeah. kit. Yeah. I just put it on one of those old library carts and yeah. it just sat in my office, and they could check it out. So great. Um, yeah. So teachers were some teachers would come in and just check out individual components, and then other teachers wanted the whole cart um, for a time and um, some teach- most teachers i think were using it as kind of a reward like yeah. you guys can earn this this is so exciting mm-hmm. um, but then some teachers were taking it to the next level and using you know like using things in their instructions. So they, they, cool. they figured out a way to integrate it. Yeah, and asking can me just, to buy it. Oh, right. Because they were like, this is so great for this math lesson, can we get these? So, so that was they were good. making info. their own connections, their own light
0: bulbs were going off, that's really yeah. cool. So you talked to me about a conference that happened and then how the students came in and were teaching your conference attendees about the tools. You want to talk a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, so um, Terry Mitchell, who's our IB coordinator, and I hosted a, um, an IB roundtable professional development day at our, in our library, um, centered around innovating through space, schedule, and collaboration, and um, in the afternoon, we put out all of our stuff and all of the Mobile Maker Kit stuff, Mm -hmm. and we just, we invited um, two kids from every grade level, first through fifth and we just, we didn't give them any instructions. They didn't even know what they were gonna do. We just said, meet us in the library at this time. <laughs> and we just, when they got in, we just told them, okay, go, like, do what you do with Makerspace. Be free. Just go, <laughs> I mean, they like I said, they know what, what to do. We, we do it mm-hmm. enough that it's the culture of our school now. It's the culture of our library. So we just, they didn't, they're like, okay. So they went and they started, you know, just doing all this stuff. And then the adults at the conference who were from schools all over the state were able to wander around and interview the kids and talk to the kids about it and see how it was used and um, that was most in the feedback that we got that was a lot of people's favorite part of the day Right, was getting to see it in action because you can talk about it all you want but until you actually see the value and you see kids using it and you see so let's talk about that
0: value a little bit. I mean, what are you what dispositions are you seeing? what were they seeing? I mean, you know, we talked about inquiry, but I'm thinking of those dispositions where there's student agency and collaboration and communication and sharing. I mean they're seeing all that in real time and actually happening, right?
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I think it was really powerful for them because they're, most of them were in a position of Um, they want to turn their school into these kind of they want to get to this point but they're not there yet and so they're trying to figure out how do we get there right and um, so I think them being able to see the value of um, kids being able to have this uh, and and we also talked a lot about how we connected it to the curriculum because it's not all just free choice and free explore it's also really valuable for engaged student engagement it's uh, valuable for curriculum connections and you know all that stuff so for them to be able to talk to the kids and and it was it was cool because the the fifth graders uh, you know that we came that came in they were able to really talk about how it used to be and how it is now Aww. and what how much more awesome it is now. <laughs> so that was that was fun. So the, the kids were the teachers, which is really
0: uh, yeah. which is really great. And we've seen that, too, when we've done our makerspace, you know, um, pop-up makerspaces and stuff like that. It's always so much more powerful when, you know, the adults come through and they see the kids actually interacting with it. And then they get the, oh, I see how that could work, or I understand how that. It's not just playtime. Right. I mean, and that's not a bad thing either. I mean, there's a lot to be gained from just letting do those that exploration and having those kind of uh, participatory experiences. But, you know, I always think of it as an iceberg. So at the top layer is always the content connections and stuff but below all this other stuff is happening that you don't normally get or see through other types of um, things we do so this is a level of engagement that's really powerful and unique and the kids kind of lead it too so yeah um, we're gonna run out in this segment in a second
2: but um, do you want to tell me what you might want to buy <laughs> yeah um, the kids loved the kevaplanks planks mm-hmm. they those were a hit they loved the Osmo um, the, the coding obby game. Mm-hmm. They really liked that. They were sad that we only had two. <laughs> um, and the Ozobots uh, were great. They loved the Kano. I don't know if I would buy the Kano because I'm not sure. They really, that was one of their favorite things, but yeah. I have to really think about that. Um, the connects with the motors were cool. They, yeah. those, they liked those. Um, and then just sewing stuff. They loved to just sew. Yeah, like the lily pad syllables. So- yeah. The the be, so- yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and that's a great DIY component, and we know that, um, so we'll hope to get more. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for checking out the kit and we'll post this and you get to hear all your reflections again. (laughs) Yes. Hey, everybody. I have a bonus track for us for this particular episode because I totally forgot that Jeanette Scotty is here and from Columbine Elementary, and she is going to be talking to us about her maker uh, kit reflections. I forgot she was returning them today. (laughs) Um, So we're going to tack her on with Liz and Retta. So this is a big day for us, lots of activity. Um, So Jeanette, talk to me about you got the kit, you took it back, and we were just talking about how you felt maybe a little overwhelmed when you first got it?
3: <laughs> yeah, that first week I felt over, overwhelmed, or the, actually the first couple of days. I um, There's lots of resources which I didn't know how to use and I pulled them all out for the kids to use and that first day I was super overwhelmed by kids I think just exploring and ha- me having no control. Um, they, you know, they were having fun but I couldn't release. Really the the fact that like kids were just going to be it was going to be loud that was hard for me at first too, and that um, they were going to be using resources that I didn't know how to use myself and so I felt like answer I the, couldn't answer exactly I wasn't yeah. a resource for them, and so um,
0: which is a really uncomfortable place for a librarian very to be <laughs> place
3: for just I think me in general I'd want to be able to help them and they're asking sure, for help and sure. I don't know how to help them, um, but then. And that was the first two days. And then when the third um, day started, even though it was totally different groups, I felt a lot calmer and I felt like I knew how to support them even if I didn't know what I was doing. Well,
0: And you had seen and the workflow too, yes. right? Like you uh-huh. saw that it, it was not an unmanageable situation. No, yeah. no. And I
3: had to get used to the noise. I mean, I have to admit the noise is <laughs> a little overwhelming, but the kids were on task and they were mm-hmm. having fun and um, teachers were really excited because they were seeing their kids explore and be creative and they wanted more time to do that
0: and we talked about that did the teachers were they able to make connections besides just the we know a lot of times teachers will see kids playing and they'll just say oh but they're just playing yeah
3: no the kid the teachers saw it not just as them playing but them having well like the younger grades saw it as them having time to play because they feel like that the idea of play has been taken away from the younger grades, mm-hmm. and so for them to just sit and build Legos or build the, um, with the Kiva planks, they enjoyed like watching their students do that. Um, and then, yes, yeah, stu- um, we talked about like the little bits for, um, for circuit building, like, mm-hmm. you know, they could do that in, in fourth grade, and the Makey Makey they could use for circuits in fourth grade. Um, uh, so
0: light bulbs were going off. Some connections yeah, were being tol- made. Uh-huh. All right. Yes. Um, and they also saw, we talked about the disposition. So, like, you were seeing kids, like,
3: yeah. what, like, collaborating, was, um, communicating, lots, sharing. Yeah, there was this one in particular. I, t- I actually took a video of, four, of fourth graders, fourth grade girls, and they were using the cubelets, and you could hear them talking about, like, what to do. How about, let's try this. No, how about, let's try this. And when they finally got the cubelet to, to work, they jumped up and down. They were screaming. They were laughing. It was so cute. It was just... Collaboration. At was its it best. hard for you when you
0: were hearing them talking and stuff, not to want to jump in and and say no because I didn't know what I was doing?
3: <laughs> so it was totally <laughs> so it was, so it was, fine. <laughs> was, that was that was fine because I couldn't I couldn't really jump in and tell right. them like what to try. All I could tell them was, this is a source. These are parts that will you know do things mm-hmm. once you get the once you program it to to work correctly. So right. no, I I was fine with that one.
0: Um, and what did you think was the most popular? What were the most popular tools?
3: Um, so, I made a flip, or the students made flip grids, uh, third, fourth, and fifth grade, and I will share that with, with everyone so that they can see um, the students actually share. But Kiva Planks, yeah. um, they like Sphero, Dash, Cubelets. Osmo, Cubelets, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And, and Osmo. And as you said, the teachers really dug the Osmo too. Yeah, there's one teacher who actually uses the Ozobots. Oh, sorry, Osmo. The younger grades really loved the Osmo. Kindergarten and first grade, they right. wanted them to have that be like a center in their classrooms, and they were looking Great. to buy those for their classrooms. And then I have a fourth grade teacher who's using Ozobots in his literacy with his literacy group um, with uh, storytelling and using and. Uh, that's something that I would like to share with everybody too. Once yeah, find and you're going to send me the links and yeah. the contact mm-hmm. information because yeah. I want to see what I would love to see what's going yeah, on with pretty that pretty cool. As well.
0: um, so you are going to be you have a grant. Got a grant. So, um, and I know our segment might run out, but okay. we pick it up on the next okay. one. Okay. So has this informed you about what you might want to purchase with the grant? Yes, definitely.
3: What's informed me too is not just watching the kids, but then having the kids share their feedback on Flipgrid because mm-hmm. even though I was watching them, I thought like them able, them being able to share and articulate what they wanted was really inform- helpful for me. Uh,
0: Liz said the same thing. I mean, Liz has really approached this as this. the students were her focus group. Yeah. I mean, she wasn't going to try to figure out what to buy, let the kids play, and let yep. them tell her. And they were pretty brutally honest with yes. her about different <laughs> things that they liked or didn't like and, and really put things through their paces, which I think is really brilliant. So we're going to run out, and we'll pick it up in the next segment. Okay, yeah, so um, no, it's okay. <laughs> we're back. I keep telling everybody on this particular app I'm learning how to use it too. But we're back. We're back with Jeanette. Okay, so um, one of the things that we talked about is that, um, and Liz mentioned this too when we were talking to her about just the logistics of this. So. You know, having scheduled environments and having to charge things. So, what did what did you learn about logistically running something like this? Um,
3: so, you de- I, I need to keep track of time a little bit better. That was one thing I was telling. <laughs> Cause you were having so much. Fun. I was telling so earlier. I was <laughs> yeah. actually I got caught playing with the Kiva planks with kindergartners, and I lost track of time when it was time to clean up, and then it was kind of a mess after that. But just having that transition time. Of um, and giving students time to like help me clean up because at times I was like okay just leave it things where they were they are and I'll pick them up later and then I'd go back and then I was missing two letters on the Osmo and I'd panic and then I'd find out that they were just underneath the chair or whatnot but um and then and then also the charging the end of the day group (sighs) sometimes didn't get to use the Sphero the the entire time because you know the group before used it and the group before used it and so. I just knew. So, sure
0: that's... Um, do you think like moving forward, you might like say to the kids, or, or like say, you two will be with me helping me. Like, so you'll quit like five minutes early and help me. Yeah. <laughs> like, have some like maker mavens kind of Definitely, need, definitely. Like, give them a role to play I, in I that. think
3: so. Giving, because, you know, in the, when I was in the classroom, I had kids have jobs. Yeah. And I need to just maybe assign jobs when they come in to use this stuff, when they come in for their maker space time. Like, right. okay, I need a you know, somebody to help, three kids to be in charge of helping clean up at the end or helping me clean up.
0: Um, One of the things we also talked about was that it's hard when the the devices and the things don't belong to you. You know, you're borrowing from the district, so you were thinking like... I didn't want to give. There's certain things maybe I didn't want to take out because yep. I didn't want to lose things. Um, so yeah, like, that
3: was the one robot with the little m- magnetic balls. Oh, I, the, I took them out the first day, the and then robot. five of them got <laughs> l- flew all over the library, and I was like, "And we're done with that one."
0: Well, the good news about that one is that they're not going to be making that tool anymore, okay. so it won't be in the box That's anyway. good. But I, my, I'm what I'm thinking is that if, if you have them and you own them, I mean, like you know, they're part of your library yeah. collection. Um, you'll be. Would you feel better about loaning them? Get saying, hey teacher, come check it yeah. out and actually take it to your classroom. Don't always come in the library. Yeah, too. no, they
3: can definitely, I want them to check it out. That's the, per- I mean, yeah. we won't, we don't have a dedicated maker space and I, and, and if, even if we did, I want, we've talked about this maker ed movement instead right. of coming to just one space it needs to be like throughout the school Mm -hmm. and you've shared that and so yeah no. now I also know what comes in the kits like I didn't know there was two letters of every you know two of every letter one blue one red in the Osmo until probably the second week Oh, you know what I mean like (laughs) and the dots and and now, now I know so then I can tell. I know what's in the kits. And- see,
0: we did what we did to you, what you did to your kids. We just said, "Here's the kit, no direction. Go exactly. we'll figure it out." You did, and your kids did, and now, and that's how we learn, yeah. right? You know, because yeah. it's it's it would be it would be too hard to try to think. Okay, I've got to learn every one of these tools, and so now you get it you experience. So I keep telling everybody, and I've said this on almost every segment, but Jonathan Warshaw, I don't know if you listen yep. to his reflections, but he called it the poo-poo platter <laughs> of different things. And you know, you don't you didn't know what you're getting, no. and you just got to try everything. No, and see but it was. It was
3: all, but at the same time, this is the only way I'd be able to explore all these materials right I, there's no other way to get a box full of materials and explore them before I decide right to purchase something I would just go off of what people said online instead of my own experience
0: um I know you're gonna get some stuff but mm-hmm. do you think you'd get a kid again
3: Oh yeah, definitely, <laughs> especially with the, all these new resources, the Nubby cover, and yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, and, and yeah, definitely. I don't did anybody
0: approach you? I'm mean, just curious. Did any teachers approach you about saying, "Hey, like, if we get it again, let's sit down and think about a lesson or something that's more No, I don't think.
3: I don't think that was. I don't think that's. They even knew that that was possible. Right. You know, I I think I approached this too as like these are materials that I would like to get for our school potentially, mm-hmm. as opposed to like this is what the district has for us to use, but I think I could, if I tell them, like, oh, no, the, if you we want to use this again, we can check it out again, I think that would be super helpful. Well, and that.
0: I'm just also thinking, too, about, like, pitching to them, now that you have a better idea of what's in there, and you've seen students interacting with them, going to one of your teachers and saying, hey, I saw the guy do this for literacy, let's use the Ozzobots for you. yes. Like, figuring out helping them think about those times because sometimes I know they're reluctant when they can't see Mm -hmm, the the mm -hmm. content connection right away Uh but I think you'll you'll have a better idea of what could happen there as well.
3: Yeah and and using other teachers to help because there are teachers who have because they're on the tech cohort Yeah, and so they have some of these resources like one teacher already has Dash and so she already knew how to use it and so if we could team up together to help others that's powerful too. Yes,
0: collaboration, collaboration. Okay, Okay. we're running out of time. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) I really appreciate it and (laughs) definitely get another kit. Okay, I will. (laughs) I'll look forward to your resources (laughs) too, by the way.
3: Okay, thanks.